As believers, we can live victoriously over the flesh, the world and the devil. This series is intended to show us how to live the overcoming victorious Christian life. In part 1 of this series, we establish the fact that all believers can live the overcoming life. All right. To help us in our declaration, uh, Roshan Jonas will lead us. He's our youth pastor and our worship pastor. Roshan, please come. Morning, church, once again. How are you guys doing? Thumbs up. It's not able to see your smile, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we're getting ready to do our declaration. But before we go ahead and do that, uh, can we just turn to Psalm uh, 19, verse 14? Right? Psalm 19, verse 14. Um, it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. There's another translation that says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing uh, to you. Right? The word uh, acceptable in Hebrew also means pleasing, delightful, and favorable. Right? Pleasing, delightful, and favorable. So in the Psalm 19, uh, David, after declaring the greatness of God and the purity of his word, he goes on to say, let the words of my mouth be acceptable or be pleasing or be delightful in your eyes, God. Okay. Um, so we know this. We can choose the words we speak. Right? It's, it's given. We all know this, right? We can choose to speak the words that are acceptable, pleasing, and delightful in the eyes of God. On the flip side, Hebrews 11.6, it says, faith pleases God. And that means there are words that you can use that pleases, right? Um, so speak words of faith. Speak words that declares your faith in who God is and what he has done for you. Uh, speak words of faith that declares his word and his power over your life. Amen? So if words of faith pleases him, that means there are words that displeases him. Amen. Bible also says, out of the abundance of the heart, uh, the mouth speaks. So speak words of faith from a heart of faith. You want to say that with me? Speak words of faith with a heart of faith. Okay. okay come on. One more time. Please. <laughs> Ready? Speak words of faith from a heart of faith. Amen. So let's all just rise to our feet. Uh, raise your Bibles high up in the air. And say this out loud and proud. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I am saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, and triumphant. I am a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word. I believe his word. And I live by his word. Christ is my master. And to him, I am in absolute surrender. I walk in the more glorious covenant with God. 
I live the more glorious life in the spirit. I manifest the more glorious ministry of the spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Roshan. Thank you. All right, starting today, uh, we are going to talk about overcoming. Overcoming. So this is an eight-part sermon series. So you're going to be on it for eight Sundays, and there are a couple of Sundays in between. Uh, and uh, our different ones from our team will be ministering through this series of uh, overcoming. Just one side note, Sunday, February 21st is our 20th church anniversary, okay? <laughs> Sunday, February 21st, okay? um, uh, We just had a meeting, I think sometime in November, December, maybe November, I think, we were talking with our church staff and pastors together, what to do, uh, how do we celebrate, uh, so it will be uh, a special service, but uh, again, we will not be able to have everybody, we will not be able to, what we normally do is serve lunch and all of those kinds, of, we won't be able to do all of that. We will have a special service, uh, but the celebration, we will put it off later to sometime in middle of the year uh, when we will uh, have all of us you know, come together all, or, or across all our locations and celebrate together. We will put that off, uh, you know, maybe like having a lunch together and all of that. We'll put that off to a little later in the year when it's conducive to do that. But 21st Sunday, February, February 21st, will be a, a celebration time just to give thanks to the Lord uh, for these 20 years of journeying together. So let's get started here. Uh, as we talk about overcoming, uh, one of the things that we really want to bring to our hearts in this series is to help all of us as believers understand that we can live victorious over the flesh, the world, and the devil. So all of us have three big enemies. Right? The first is our own flesh. Sometimes Satan doesn't have to do anything. Our own flesh defeats us. Yeah. He just has to stand and watch. And we are self-defeating or we are self-defeated by our own flesh. Then there is the world to contend with. When we talk about the world, we mention, we, we mean uh, the influences of the world. There is the pull and the push or the pressure of the world around us in various forms, whether you're a, a, a student or whether you're in your workplace, a young professional, whether you're uh, even, you may be well advanced in your career and you still feel the pressures of the world uh, in your workplace, you know, the pressure to do wrong, the pressure to, all kinds of things. So the world around us pulls on us and pushes us. And then there are all the different challenges that we face just living life on earth, in the world. Uh, all kinds of challenges. 
And then there is the devil, of course. Satan and his demons who are actively engaging against the believer. And of course, they, they, they use entry points in our flesh, the weakness of our flesh. or They take advantage of the pull and the pressure of the world and, and the difficulties we face to kind of use those against us. But what we want to help all of us understand as believers is, first of all, we can live victoriously over the flesh, the world, and the devil. So let's say this together. I will live victoriously over the flesh, over the world, and over the devil. And we're going to look at that from scripture today. So you can live victoriously. You don't have to be a defeated Christian. You don't have to be a defeated believer. You don't have to. You can live victoriously every day, moment by moment, victoriously over the flesh, the world, and the devil. So we want to establish that truth. But then we also, as we go through this series, we want to help us understand how to live victoriously. What has God already provided for us so that all of us as believers can live victoriously? lives over the flesh, the world, and the devil. Now, as long as you and I are in the world, till our final breath, we will have battles. God never said, you'll never have battles. You will have. We, all of us will have. And we will have conflict in all of these three areas, the flesh, the world, and the devil. There will be conflict until our final breath. But the good news is, God has given to us what we need to live victoriously. And we must learn how to live victoriously over the flesh, the world, and the devil. So in this first part of the sermon series, we want to establish this truth. It should be a bedrock truth. It should be unshakable inside you that you can live victoriously over the flesh, the world, and the devil. In this life. Right? So let's begin by talking about that. You are an overcomer. First John chapter 5 verse 1 and verse 4. So if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open it. Uh, of course the scriptures will come up on the screen. Just read it with me. First uh, John chapter 5. We'll, read, we'll start there. First John chapter 5 verse 1 and also verse 4. Let's read it out loud together. It's the New King James is on the screen. So whatever version you use is fine. Alright, let's go. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. And everyone who loves him who begot, also loves him who is begotten of him. So whoever, look at the first part of that verse, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, that you believe Jesus is the Messiah, you are born of God. That means God fathered you. You're born of God. You are his son, his daughter. It means his life, his nature is in you. You are a partaker of the divine nature. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1 verse 3. You are a partaker of the divine nature. The life of God is in you. You are born of God. So let's say this together. I am born of God. Now if you're born of God, Who are you? What about you? We'll skip down to verse 4. 
This is what the Bible says. Let's read that together. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So it's saying something about you. Whoever is born of God, what? Overcomes the world. So you're born of God because you believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And the Bible's saying, whoever, that means anyone and everyone who's born of God, you are born to win. You're born to overcome. Overcome what? The world. That means everything you and I have to contend with in this world. The flesh, the world, and the devil. We are overcomers. We overcome. To overcome means to have victory over. To have mastery over. To have dominion over. To, uh, to live victoriously over these things. Whoever is born of God over comes the world. God never intended for any one of his people, any one of his children to live defeated lives. Unfortunately, in reality, in experience, many people, many believers live defeated lives. They are in bondage to things in the flesh. How long have you been a Christian? I'm just making this up. 15 years. But 15 years I've been struggling with this thing and struggling with that thing. I'm not saying this to put you down, but I'm saying this to wake, awaken you and say, you don't have to. Because God said, you are an overcomer. God said it. And he also said, this is how you gain victory over the world. It's through our faith. And if you look, it's nice these days, we have many different versions of the Bible. So if you don't like the King James, you can move to the King, New King James. If you don't like the New King James, you can move to some more contemporary versions. And I like to read sometimes some different versions. Here is what the contemporary English version says. Every child of God can defeat the world. Let's say that together. Every child of God can defeat the world. Or the Good News Bible says, it puts the same thing in. Let's see that Good News Bible says, because every child of God is able to defeat the world. So if you don't like the New King James, just read it from another version. It's very plain and simple. Every child of God can defeat the world. You are a winner. You're going to defeat the flesh, the world, and the devil. So you're, you're born. You are an overcomer. God said you are an overcomer. I want to just, uh, just highlight two other truths concerning our salvation. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, it's not just, okay, now I know I'm saved. I'm going to go to heaven. It is true that uh, you, because of your faith in Christ and in his death and resurrection, uh, we are now rescued from eternal damnation and we can now uh, uh, enter the very presence of God. That is true. But salvation is more than just an assurance of going to heaven. Two important things that salvation includes. First of all, our salvation includes abundant life. Abundant life. Now, we need to understand something about abundant life. You know, we know the scripture in John 10 and verse 10. The Bible, Jesus said this. You know, he's talking about him being the good shepherd. And he contrasts himself with the thief. He says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they, that means the sheep, 
you and I, that they may have life and have it more abundantly or have it in abundance. Now, what is this life he's talking about? He came so that you and I can have life in abundance. I mean, no shortfall. God is not giving you two cups of life. He says, take as much as you want. Abundant, overflowing. Now, what is this life he's talking about? In the Greek, if you just look at the Greek, there are different Greek words to talk about different kinds of life. There is bios, which talks about the biological life, physiological life. Right? Uh, but the word, Greek word used here, especially the very specific word used in relation to eternal life is the Greek word zoe. So when, the, when Jesus said, I have come that you might have life, he didn't say, I have come that you might have bios. You already have that. He says, I have come that you might have zoe. Everybody say zoe. Say, at least you know one Greek word now. <laughs> I have come that you might have eternal life. Zoe. What is zoe? Zoe is the life that God has in himself. It's the life of God. In John 5, verse 26, when Jesus said, uh, As the Father has life, Zoe, in himself, even so the Son has Zoe, life, in himself. So what is Zoe? It's the life which the Father has in himself. It is the life that Jesus, the eternal word, has in himself. It's the life of God. And Jesus said, I have come. To give you Zoe. And as much of it as you want. In abundance, in overflowing measure. Not just a teeny little bit. Not just a touch of Zoe. But an abundance of Zoe. Are you with me? Now who has Zoe? You look at 1 John chapter 5 verse 11 and 12. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5 verse 11 and 12. What does it say? Which version is this? Okay, this is New King James. And this is the testimony. Let's read it. And this is the testimony that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Next verse. He who has the son has life. Stop. Who has life? He who has the Son. Now remember the words here are Zoe. This is a record or this is a testimony that God has given to us eternal life, Zoe. And, and, and this life is in His Son. The Zoe is in His Son. And he who has the Son has Zoe. So say this with me. I have Zoe. I have eternal life. I have a God kind of life. Let's say it boldly, strong, it's the Bible. I have the life of God. See, he who has the Son has life. Zoe, you have life. What life? The God kind of life. The very life that God has in himself is inside you. Do you believe that? Some of us don't. <laughs> Let's put your hand on your chest. Say this with me. I have the God kind of life. I have Zoe in abundance. 
Amen. You have the life of God. Now what does the life of God in you do to you? We need to scratch this. We need, you know, we're just scratching the surface. But we, if we delve further in the word of God, you'll find out what the Zoe is supposed to do for you. So let's go to John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. What does it say? Let's read it. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Look at that carefully. In him... The eternal word was life, Zoe. And what is this Zoe? In him was life. And this life was the light of men. That means this life brought light to you. So what do you mean? Am I like, you know, a tube light, something bright burning? No, no. It, it's using figurative language. It's saying that this life of God does to us what light does. What does light do? It dispels darkness. So read the very next verse, verse 5. And the light shines in darkness. And the darkness cannot overpower, comprehend, overpower it. So what does Zoe in you do? It fills you with light. And it shines in you. Meaning it, its influence reaches every part of your being. Dispelling every ounce of darkness out of your being. So let's say this with me. The life of God in me. Dispels darkness out of me. Let's say it again. The life of God in me. Dispels darkness out of me. Again darkness is figurative. It represents anything that's not of God. God is light. Anything that's not of light is darkness. So anything that's not of God is darkness. And the Zoe life of God in you is intended to get rid of darkness out of you. And God, Jesus said, I'm come to give that life to you in abundance. As much of it as you needed to deal with whatever darkness is in your life and get it out of your life. That's in you. You're not trying to get it. You're not trying to ask God to give it. The Bible says he who has the son has life. You have it. And it's there to dispel darkness out of you. Amen. Now this Zoe life of God can touch every realm of our being. Your, your, your spirit, your soul and your body. It's not just a spiritual thing. It can touch your mind. Dispelling everything that darkness is that's that's affecting your soul, your psychological part of you. Get rid of everything. It can touch your body. The life of God in your spirit can touch your body. I'll give you verse for that. You can write this down. Second Corinthians chapter four, verses ten and eleven. The apostle Paul is saying, you know, we are bearing about in our body the marks of our Lord Jesus Christ. That means the persecution he suffered. But he continues in both those verses, he says, that the life, the Zoe of God may be manifest in our body. The life of God, the Zoe life of God, which you have in your spirit, is manifest where? Even in your body. That means there's life in you, the life of God in you can touch your body. Do you believe it? Yes or no? 
It's in the Bible. Paul said, people are beating up our body. We are facing hardship. We are pressed down. We are crushed. But you know what? The life of God is manifest in my body. Meaning somehow the life of God is touching my body. And you know what the life of God did for the Apostle Paul? This is not in the sermon notes. I'm just off on a little bit. But this is what happened. In Acts 14, you read about the Apostle Paul. He was stoned. And he was dragged out of the city and left as dead. How long do you think it took him to recover? Now if somebody stones a man, drags him out of the city and leaves him for dead, what would his recovery period be? Six months maybe. Got to bandage him. Stoned as dead. The Bible says, the disciples came prayed. This man who was stoned, left as dead, got up, went back into the city, and the next day, he continued on his missionary journey. The Zoe life of God is manifest in our body. Are you with me? This is in the Bible. So the point I want you to get is this. God has given us abundant life. It's in our spirit. And this life is intended to drive darkness out. So darkness cannot dominate you. Amen. So that's one reason why you can live victorious. Because the life of God is in you. Second reason why you and I can live overcoming victorious lives. Is because salvation includes victorious Living. Salvation includes that. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Let's read that. Romans 5 verse 17. For as by one man. No. If, for if by one man's offense. Death reigned through one. Much more. Let's read it together. Those who receive abundance of grace. And of the gift of of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So what is Paul saying in Romans 5? It's a beautiful chapter. Paul is saying, you know, one man sinned, Adam sinned. And he, through his sin, his disobedience, put all of us in subjection. We became slaves to sin. We became under Sin, Satan, and death. One man. But when Jesus Christ came, through his obedience, through his obedience, we received God's abundant grace and the gift of righteousness. And what is the consequence? He says, those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will what? Will, will what? Come on, what's the word? Reign, will rule, will live as kings in life. What does it mean? He's saying simply, Adam put us under, Jesus brought us over. Everything Adam put you and me in subjection to, Jesus now empowers us by his grace and by his righteousness to rule over, to dominate over. That's what he's saying. 
So you and I, who are recipients of God's abundant grace and God's gift of righteousness, he says, you are going to reign in life. You're going to dominate everything Adam put you under. You are no longer a slave. You're no longer in subjection to what the one man's disobedience brought upon the human race through the obedience of Jesus Christ. You will reign. You will dominate. You will have dominion over everything, over sin, Satan, death, everything Adam put us under, you will reign over. That's in the Bible. Amen? So the grace of God and the gift of righteousness was given to you and me, not just so that you and I can say, okay, now I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. That is true. But the grace of God and the gift of righteousness was given to you and me so that here in life, we will reign. That means we will have dominion over the things that Adam put us in subjection to. Are you with me? That's why you and I can say, I will live victorious over sin, over the flesh, over the world, over the devil. Because I have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Amen? Y'all with me so far? This is the Bible. This is what the word of God is saying to you and me. That's why you and I can live overcoming lives. Just a couple of more things. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. What does the Apostle Paul write? And of course, he's here the context of ministry and dealing with church matters and so on. In all of that, he says this statement. He says, let's read it. Now, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. And makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. He says, give thanks to God. Who always. Look at that word, always. Always. That means in every situation. In every moment. In every circumstance. Always. What does he do? He causes us. That means he makes it to happen. It's not you doing it on your own. But it's because God is causing it. He causes us to what? To triumph. So when you face difficulties in the world, we will all face. What should our response be? Ah, maybe God is teaching me a lesson. Well, the lesson he wants you to learn is that you can triumph over that difficulty. Because he always causes us to so you don't sit down there and say, oh, I'm facing this difficulty. The storm is blowing over my life. This challenge has come up. Of course, we're all going to face storms and we're all going to face challenges. But in every storm and in every challenge, this is what the word says. The word says God always causes you to triumph. Amen? Always causes you to triumph. And we've got to tap into it and say, God, you said you will cause me to triumph. I want to come out a winner. I am facing a challenge. I am facing a difficulty. I am facing this or I am facing that, whatever it is. But God, you said you'll bring me out a winner. And I want to come out a winner. I want to agree with the word of God. Amen? So, 
One final point that I want to emphasize is this. The way we gain victory is through our faith. The way we gain victory is through our faith. Or, okay, or maybe I need to say one more thing. Let me back up. Jesus is our model. Jesus is our model. The normal Christian life is the life that Jesus lived. The normal Christian life is a life that Jesus lived. That's the normal. He is our model. He became the son of God so that the sons and daughters of God will know how to live as a son of God, as sons and daughters of God. He modeled for us. Now look at the scripture, 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. He who says he abides in him ought himself walk even as he if you say you are in Jesus you have to walk that means live your life the same way he lived his life so Jesus is our model did Jesus live an overcoming life did Jesus live a victorious life yeah he's our model God is not going to tell you and me to do something we cannot do so we need to change our thinking and we need to set our aspiration, our goal, saying, I'm going to live like Jesus. If Jesus lived victorious, then I'm going to live like that. That's my model. I'm going to live victorious over the flesh, over the world, and the devil. You know, concerning the devil, Jesus said this. I think it's John 14, verse 30. You might need to back up. Yeah. Jesus said this. He said, you know, let's read it. I will no longer talk much with you. The prince or the ruler of this world is coming. He has nothing in me. So even Jesus, the ruler of the world came. So Satan didn't leave Jesus alone. Must have been troubling him, troubling him, troubling him. The ruler of the world came. But Jesus said he has nothing in me. Wow, wouldn't that be wonderful for you and me to say that? Of course the devil comes. But devil, you have nothing in me. No foothold in my life. Nothing. Nothing. No foothold, no access, no entry point. No place where he can land. He's coming. But nothing in me. Now that's the way you and I can live. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. The latter part of that verse. Now, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Let's read the latter part of that verse. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Again, I like to read different versions of the Bible, some contemporary versions. Now, look at what this says here. The Good News Bible says, Our life in this world is the same as his, as Christ's. In this world, we are like Jesus. 
the easy to read version says. The Message Bible says, our standing in the world is identical with Christ. The Passion Translation says, all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. That means, in this world, we are like him. Our life in this world is the same as his. As he is, so are we in this world. Is Jesus victorious over the flesh, the world and the devil? Or is he in bondage to any of that? No. As he is, so are we in this world. Amen? That's who you are. And that's what is possible for every believer. But the key is what we read in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. We have victory through our faith. We have victory through faith. We must learn to use our faith in God to live a victorious life. Now somebody says, oh, don't talk to me about faith. Well, then you're not going to learn to be victorious because we read, we gain victory over the world through our faith. Our faith in God is involved for us to walk in victory. And we are going to learn how to do that in the weeks to come. We're going to learn how each one of us can live overcoming victorious lives over the flesh, over the world, and over the devil. But today, I want you to leave with this one key truth. You can live victorious. You can. You are an overcomer. Amen? I think we've seen enough scripture to say with all confidence that every believer can live victorious over the flesh, over the world, over the devil. Amen? Worship team, please come. So today, we're going to pray. I just call our Benny and Jean, and I don't know if Pastor Selena is here. Um, please come and join us. We're going to take some time to just pray with you. There are two mics, there are three mics here. So we're going to pray. We just want to pray over us and say, God, every child of God, every child of God, we want to see live overcoming victorious lives. I know that today there could be struggles in our lives. People sitting here, people watching online. There could be things in the flesh that we are struggling with. Selena, there, there are two mics there. Selena, you can take one there. Jane. There's one on the speaker. Some could say, you know, I'm addicted to sinful habits. Pornography, all kinds of things. I mean, I think not too long ago there was a survey done, and of course this is in the western part of the world, but they found that most preachers, we're talking about preachers, were addicted to pornography. I mean, these are people who are leading churches. They are addicted to pornography. So these days, there is no privacy, right? <laughs> People can track who you are, what you're doing. It's sad. Did God intend it to be that way? No. God intended whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And he showed us how. This is the way you have victory over the world through our faith.
And I know in this auditorium and those watching online, there could be people amongst us. Today, there are things in the flesh we are in bondage to. Maybe in our mind, we are in bondage to things. Maybe there are things in, our, in the world that we are contending against. The enemy is attacking us or coming against all kinds of things. But today, you have heard from the word of God that you are an overcomer. You have God's life in you which dispels darkness out of you. God is getting ready to work in you, make you an overcomer, a person, a believer who lives victorious over the flesh, over the world and over the devil. Are you ready? Amen? Are you ready and say, yes, God, do it in me. I want to live that victorious life. I want my life on earth to be identical to that of Jesus Christ. We're growing into it. Of course, it's not going to happen overnight, but we're getting there. And the Bible says, as he is, that's how we are supposed to be in this world. Right here, right now. Live that way. Walk as he walked. Amen. Let's rise for our feet, please. I've just invited our team also to just pray with us. We're going to pray together. We're going to minister. If the Lord is speaking to them, uh, please come. Please come to the center. Roshan also, you can join. And You know, if the Lord is speaking and we can just minister flow and in the spirit, and just minister, pray for people, minister, release words and let the Lord uh, just minister through each of us and just bless you. And today you say, God, I am receiving what your word says. I want to live this abundant life. Whatever the life of God can do in me, God, I want it to be done. I want to live victorious. I've got this beautiful life of God in me. The Zoe life of God is in you. It's in you, child of God. And this life extends its influence. It shines in darkness. The darkness cannot overpower it. There's nothing of darkness that can withstand the life of God that is in you. And so, Father, we just pray for everyone in the auditorium, every person watching online, that truly God, as the people of God, we will step into living victoriously over the flesh, over the world, over the devil. That we will live as overcomers, God. And even now, Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of life, the spirit of Zoe, the spirit who brings, who administers the life of God. We invite you, Spirit of God, to minister to those in the auditorium, to those watching. And God, today, whatever you want to do amongst us, do it. Today, because your word has gone out, Lord, confirm that word by breaking bondages, by causing darkness to be dispelled, by causing your people to become overcomers. Confirm your word because your word has gone forth. Father, by your spirit in this place, confirm your word. In the lives of those watching online, confirm your word. Let the light of your life 
dispel darkness. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Go ahead, Selena and Benny and Jean. If you want to just pray, you want to minister, just go ahead. Just, just minister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Russian as well, if you want to just pray, go ahead. Thank you, Lord. Some of us here are watching online, having a problem with your ear. Uh, there's ear infection, there's constant pain. Um, you are constantly suffering with ear pain and a blockage in your ears. You're not able to hear cl uh, clearly in the mighty name of yes, Jesus. We release God, your healing to flow through the ear, God. Yes. We we, we just come against every spirit of infirmity that is causing this ear problem, God. We just break it in the name of Jesus. We pray that infection will go, God. We pray that they will be able to hear clearly. The pain will be, there will be a release from that constant pain, God. We thank you, Father. For those of us who are constantly hearing the things of this world, negativity, we are always filled with the negative thoughts. We're hearing negative things. And that is causing a lot of distress and anxiety and, and weariness. And we're feeling burdened and overwhelmed in our soul, in our spirit. That's being a hindrance from us from moving ahead and pursuing the plan and the will of God in our lives. And to flow into the divine destiny that God has for us in the mighty name of Jesus. We break all of those lies yes. all of the lies of the enemy yes. that we've been listening to yes. that we've been believing that we've been walking in that we've been receiving it as truth right now in the name of Jesus we break it yes. we break it in the name yes. of Jesus we release your truth in their lives God yes. your truth of what you have spoken over them God yes. what you have declared God what you have done on the cross father Thank we declare God. it over the lives of your people yes. father and God God, people will walk in the truth and the truth will set them free God yes. from every hindrance from every bondage from every demonic force God they will walk into the divine destiny God nothing will stop them God nothing will hinder them God God they will do greater things from what you have called them to do God because you are their God you are their God who heals them you are a God who delivers them who has delivered them who's redeemed them God and you will raise them up God to be a mighty weapons God to be your mighty vessels Father God we thank you in Jesus name we pray Amen 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 Amen, amen. God bless you go ahead Benny Jean Roshan go ahead thank you, thank you. Uh, if there's anybody watching or here who looked into the mirror sometime in the last week and have had thoughts of condemnation self-defeating thoughts self-loathing thoughts those thoughts that tell you that you are nothing, that you don't amount to anything. This is God's word that says, there is therefore now no condemnation Amen. for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. If you are in Christ Jesus, Thank you. you do not have to live that way anymore. Amen. Because the thoughts that the Lord thinks over you 
our thoughts of goodness, of love. Amen. He has precious thoughts of you. Amen. He has thoughts of prosperity for you. Yes. He has thoughts of exaltation for you. Yes. And not that of condemnation. Yes. So we speak into the lives of people here who've gone through that this last week. Amen. We break that in Jesus' name. Amen. Knowing Amen. that Thank all you. of us who are in Christ Jesus live live lives as joint heirs in Christ. Amen. Thank you. And we live lives of joy and purpose and fulfillment. Lord, we speak, Lord, uh, words of life into all these minds yes father they the next time they look into the mirror father yes. let them see that they are precious yes. they are made in your image yes. fearfully and wonderfully made yes. so father we thank, thank you. you we thank you because you have spoken into our hearts father lord and the image of christ is going to come up well and strong Thank we you. declare this over your people in Jesus name. In Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. Go ahead. Anyone else? Russian anything? Yes, just believe uh, that God is just revealing himself as a restorer. Restoration of everything that is lost. Uh, and you've been asking yourself this question, how am I ever going to get back what I've lost could be and especially in line with what Jean prayed regarding identity and not just materialistically and all. And God is here as a restorer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is restoring you. Thank Nothing you. is impossible. Every time that you think is lost, He's restoring right now. Yes. Thank you. He's restoring your identity. Every wall, every sound, every voice of social media that's spoken against you. He's putting a ring on your finger and a robe over you. You are his son. You are his daughter. Don't you forget that. Just um, feel like there's someone who's uh, just overly conscious about uh, how they the their teeth uh, look, and um, um, these thoughts are just uh, uh, sort of um, you know on your mind uh, a good part of the day. And it feels like you're uh, uh, like you're a prisoner to these thoughts. I, I saw something like a cage, uh, uh, you know, like you're caged by these thoughts. Um, I just want to uh, say that the, the just just feel like the Lord is telling you that He's your Creator. He's the one who uh, who can. Just want to pray that uh, the Lord uh, fills you with confidence. He wants to tell you that he is your creator. He's the one who, who restores your identity. Amen. And I want to declare that identity of, of the Lord over you. Jesus. You are uh, his child. You are 
restored into his image i want to declare that i want to release that in the name of jesus over you man amen 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 thank you lord and if any of these things that have been spoken from here uh ministered to you you know something about the year infection being healed something about uh things that are that you've been hearing that have been troubling you what jane shared seeing yourself in the mirror and uh, not feeling happy about it or what benny shared or what roshan shared about restoration of who you are and things in your life and if if any of these words are ministered to you just just we just want to see so just raise your hand we're not going to ask you to come forward but just anyone here just raise your hand and say yeah these things ministered to me i see several hands here god bless you god bless you God bless you. God bless you. The reason we are asking people to raise hands is so that you know that they're not chumma saying something. <laughs> right? That means we are inviting the Holy Spirit to minister and it is ministering to people. Put your hands up one more time just see. Right? Look at that. These hands. God has ministered to these people. Amen. Amen. through what was spoken god has spoken to individuals he's spoken to people specifically about something in their life right and that's the ministry of the spirit it's not just making something up but look there is testimony all around us amen amen let's just worship god and we will close we'll close this this worship now
the beauty of your name shall be seen upon our face, O oh God. The glory of your name shall be seen upon our face, oh God. Go what you say, I say. What you pray, I pray. What you pray, I pray. Where you go, I go. What you say, I say. What you pray, I pray. What you pray, I pray. Thank you, Father. For speaking and ministering and touching your people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for healing, for delivering, for strengthening, for encouraging, for building your people up. Thank you that each one of us will live and walk victorious, overcoming lives. Thank you. Thank you for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ for the love of God our Heavenly Father and for the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit that is with us each of us always always in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, publications, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcwo.org slash Bible College. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.